a pen for being online with us today. Um, but I want for every man in the house just to, just one grunt. Oh. Come on. Oh. All right, that's it. And let I me, tell you to do something else men do, but we, we're not going to do that here. And let me just thank you for being here because um, we were, I was talking to somebody before the service started, and they said, well, you know, Father's Day is, has always been one of our lowest attended Sundays. So thank you, fathers, for being here today. Um, you can't really say you went fishing because everything's on fire in Arizona. Right. So we can't use that as an excuse, or the lakes are dry. But uh, we're glad you're with us today and that you took time to, to come to church because that's important. Uh, we're, we're glad you did that. Also, we just want to thank you for your generosity. You guys knocked it out of the park for VBS. We have 700 of every item we could feed the kids for the next five years for Vacation Bible School. Thank you so much. We're excited. As you can see, we're getting ready for our carnival. This is just a little sneak peek of what's going to be happening here at Living Word Chapel. But I just want you to know, feel free to stop by, check it out, um, see what's going on. Uh, we're excited that we know this place is going to be full of kids. And the super cool thing is, for me, I accepted the Lord. I actually walked the aisle at a Billy Graham crusade at the age of nine. And I knew... My parents didn't prompt me. I knew that I wanted to accept Jesus. And so we know that the kids that come through these doors, they're going to have an opportunity to accept Jesus, and he will never leave them all the days of their lives. And so we're excited that that's going to happen this week. It starts Tuesday night, 6 to 8. If you haven't registered your grandkids or your kids, uh, go to lwconline.org and register them. Yeah, Today. and you talked about generosity at Living Word Chapel. We make it easy for you to be generous. We never want to put any pressure on you, so if you're new with us, we want you to know that, uh, that you are the gift to us today. But the rest of us, we come together, we, we collectively give to the work of God, and it's because of your generosity that we do everything that we do. And so, uh, you know, you can give online you can, at lwconline.org. Or you can give here at the giving stations. We do not receive an offering, or we don't go and pick up an offering uh, during the service. Uh, or you can, uh, you can also give by, by mail. People still do that. People still send mail. In the, but, but here's what I want for us to kind of just think about right now. So you have knocked it out of the park by bringing all kinds of supplies for Vacation Bible School. And I believe that if you, if you can get the heart of a child... They'll follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. So here, here's, here's what I want for you guys to think about and maybe pray about. So our Change for Change cause this month, and Change for Change is what we give over and above uh, what we regularly, regularly give. But our Change for Change cause is going to Vacation Bible School because we want to provide uh, jumping castles and all kinds of things that are going to be... Uh, uh, just so the kids can have one day of just fun, fun, fun. And I want for people from the, on the highway to say, man, I want to go to that church, right? So if, you would, if the Lord prompts you to give something to her that, we're going to put all that together and, uh, and buy all kinds of inflatable rides and all the things that we believe is going to take it over the top. 
Well, let me add to that. So Change for Change is not only for that, but it's for any outreach. And we are, we are taking backpacks to Puerto Penasco. Um, so all of the Change for Change that comes in is going to help with any kids' uh, items that we have going on. We take over 200 backpacks every year to Puerto Penasco, and so that's also um, a way that, that the Change for Change is going to go. So it's going to be for education. Yes. Good. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, so all of that said, we've come here for one reason, to worship Jesus Christ. And look at the team that God has assembled today. Can we give the team a big hand? Huh? I believe every one of us has prepared our hearts as we came up to this place, because we knew we were coming for one reason, that's to celebrate the goodness of God. And so as we all stand up right now, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. I'll let Shauna lead us. Lord, we thank you that you are here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are moving in our midst. Stir the hearts and the minds, Father. Open us up so we can hear you today, Lord, louder than all the noise that the enemy tries to send our way. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. And what an honor and a privilege it is to worship you. I pray, Lord, that all in here today will leave different than when they came in. Amen. We just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
can feel the Holy Spirit in the room today.
great authority we have in the Lord, and we trust in Him and have faith in Him. So as we go into this bridge, I just want us to meditate on that, think, think on that, just declare it this morning. The authority that we have in Him will conquer anything.
Yeah, big happy Father's Day again to every, every dad that's here. 
Let me, let me ask a question, just with a showing of hands. Is there, uh, are, are, are you a dad in here? If you're, if you're a dad, just raise your hand. All right, awesome. Uh, does anyone in here uh, know a dad? Raise your hand. Anyone in here, from what you know, you came from a dad? There was a dad involved in... Okay, just, just making sure we're all... You, see, God is speaking to everybody on Father's Day. And, and think about it. We have a heavenly father. So dads are pretty important uh, as far as he's concerned. And, and then he makes moms crucial, right, to the, the process of family, to the process of, of the foundation of, of family and who we are. Moms and dads are imperative to the health, not only of a family, but of a society. Been talking, started last week with a series titled Loved, Empowered, and Transformed with and through the Living Word. And the whole, the whole thrust of this series is a three part, the second part this Sunday. Uh, the whole thrust is, is what is the mission at Living Word Chapel? There's our name, Living Word Chapel. The whole, the whole thrust of our mission is that. The word of God never changes. Have you noticed that? When you open up the pages of scripture, it's not like yesterday you read something different than today. It's, 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 it's consistently the same. It's consistently true. It consistently empowers and transforms our lives. And so we at Living Word Chapel, we, we made it our mission to center everything around the, the living word. Because if we stay true to the word of God, then God's word will stay true to us. And it will guide us no matter what we're going through. Uh, the psalmist put it like this in Psalm 119, uh, verse 160. Uh, he said, the sum of your word is truth. In other words, the entirety, the entirety of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous rules will endure, say it with me, Forever. And when we read the Bible, it leads us in truth. T tell your neighbor real quick, whoever's sitting next to you, just tell them the Bible was meant to be read. Right? The reason I say that is I was, I, I I was raised in a family, you know, loved, they were amazing, you know, parents. Not perfect, but Amazing. Um, raised in a denomination where they didn't really read the Bible. They, they talked about it at church, but they never read it. And when I gave my life to Jesus and became a born-again Christian, this became my life. And the more I have read the Word of God, the more truth I have in my life. The more truth I have in, internalized, and it changes me. Jesus said this in John 17. He's praying to the Father, and he says about his disciples, he says, sanctify them in the truth in other words, set them apart with truth. And then he says, your word is truth. Let's go home. Happy Father's Day. But I want to bring to you, I want to bring to you, again, we're talking about the love and the power and the transformation that we get from God's word. I want to bring to you three keys. How many of you have keys for your vehicle or keys to your house? You need that to unlock the, the potential that your car can, can give to you, the, the potential that your house to cool you down from this 
100 plus heat, right? So three keys to unlock the potential of God's word in our lives, okay? And, and what I want for us to grab a hold of, uh, LWC Online Campus, LWC First Service, is until you begin to read the word, you will begin to unlock the potential of God's word in your life. Okay? So here's the first key. Okay? God's love, God's love will never fail you. Tell, tell your neighbor again, just tell him or her something like this. His word assures you of this. His word assures you of this, that God's love will never fail you. And, and many of us, we hear voices that contradict this. You know, when we hear voices that contradict that, that God's love will fail you or, or, that, or that he doesn't love you, you're unworthy of his love, we need to believe God's word instead of those voices and that chatter that, that don't matter. No matter who's hurt you, God promises that his love will get you through. No matter what, how you've been hurt, the person that have failed you, the, the situations, the circumstances that, that have you down, you, need, you can be assured from the word of truth that God will stay with you. He'll stand with you no matter what you're facing. And his love will get you through. And you'll never, and, and let me say this, let me say this. It's amazing how knowing that you're loved will lead you on a path to success. Did you know that? When you know that you're loved, it's going to produce confidence in you. When you feel unloved, you begin to doubt yourself. You begin to, to, to make choices that are, are reflective to, to feeling unloved. And you make desperate choices. Like people that, that, make, that feel unloved, they make desperate choices to try to feel loved. But here's the reality is that God tells us that he loves us no matter what. The whole, the whole thrust of the scriptures can be summed up in this. God so loved the world that he gave his son so that we will not perish but have everlasting love. God so loved us. Now look how the psalmist starts out in Psalm 119. We've been going through Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible. We're, we're going to go to verse 41. And it says this, Lord, give me your unfailing Love. King David, no matter what he was going through, he said, Lord, give me your unfailing love. The salvation that you promised me, no matter what trial I'm in, no matter what difficulty I'm in, no matter who's left me, no matter who's abandoned me. If you read the story of King David, there were many people that abandoned him. In fact, King Saul wanted to kill him. He said, Lord, give me your unfailing love. The, verse 42, then I can answer those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. And God's love, will, 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 it will never fail us, and it will save us from the pitfalls of relationships that leave us empty and emotionally bankrupt. And if you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. Relationships that leave you empty because they're the premise of those relationships are not founded on the love of God. 
And they leave you emotionally bankrupt because you give and you give and you give and you give and you give. Have you noticed when you give and you give and you give and you don't receive, there comes a time that you have nothing left to give anymore. And then you blow a fuse. I'm, I'm being honest. You blow a fuse. I told the elders today in, in, in our prayer time after we prayed, I talked about how, how many of us are depleted. And, and, and because we give and we give and we give and we give and we give to our families, we give to, to in ministry and, and, and we give at work. You guys are going to probably uh, relate to this. You give and you give. There comes a time that you have nothing left to give. And have you noticed that when that, when that time comes in your life, people still want more? And you don't have any more to give. And that's where you need the love of God. And it's promised to us in his word. And his word never changes. It never changes. And God's love is the basis for the family. Can I tell you, let me tell you what your kids need, what your grandkids need. They don't need more stuff. They want more stuff. But what they need is God's love. I got a lot of wonderful gifts this, this Father's Day. I got people gave me some different things. Family gave me things. And, but what, one thing is precious. My granddaughter gave me this card. My Ava, she's, she's with us. She made this card and she listed how many reasons that she loves me. It's precious. And, and, and it's Father's Day and, and here's a word for dads. You can trust God's word to be the foundation of your family. You see, when people ask me, well, my, my family's failing uh, my, my marriage is failing. I say you need to go back to the foundation. And, and God's word gives us a foundation for our families. Here's what, what when, when God formed Adam from the dust, and, and then he made him this man. And then from Adam, he took a rib from his side. Notice that he, he didn't take a, a bone from his head because he didn't want him to be over his wife. He didn't take a bone from his foot because he didn't want him to step on his wife. And, and, and he wanted you know, his, his, his wife to be from his side to be at his side. And then it says this in, in verse 24 of chapter 2. It says, that is why a man will leave his father and mother. Notice this. This is important. That is why a man, male, will leave his father, male, and mother, female, and will cling to his wife, okay, female, and the two will become one flesh. That's a foundation right there. In that is love. That is why a man will leave his father and mother and will cling to his wife and the two will become one flesh. And the very next verse says this, and the man and his wife, the man and his wife, they were naked and had no shame. That's foundational. And so God calls marriage to be a blessing. And that's why the devil plays havoc to, to, he plays havoc wanting to destroy marriages or deter people from marriage. He'll say, you don't need to get married. You don't need to do this. That's, that's, that's foolishness. God, who is the orchestrator of life, he's a sustainer of life, he's a creator of everything that's good, says it is for this reason that a man will leave his father and mother and will cling to his wife and the two will become one. And they were going to be naked and have no shame. They're, they're going to be naked emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically, and they're going to grow together in the love of God. So the devil will play havoc to try to destroy this important foundation because if he can destroy families... He will destroy a society. 
Now, here's a beautiful thing right here because chapter 3 of Genesis, we see what happened. And there was a snake that came in, and that snake was used by Satan to drive a wedge between the husband and wife and between God and this beautiful couple. But Jesus came to restore that. And so you may be here, and, and, you, and maybe the devil's played havoc with you. Let me tell you something. You can go back to the word and let that begin to guide you right now. He wants to restore your marriage. He wants to make it the best it could be. You need to know that, Dad. He, you're, let me tell you something. The world may say that you, you're insignificant, that you're a joke. Let me say something to you, Dad. You are made fearfully and wonderfully by God to make a difference in your family, in your wife, and in your society. Here's, here's what verse 43 says. The, the psalmist keeps writing. Do not snatch your word of truth from me, for your regulations are my only hope. Ain't that awesome? Don't, don't take your word because your word, your word is truth and your, your, your guidelines are my only hope. Verse 44, I will keep on obeying your instructions forever and ever. Verse 45, I will walk in freedom for I have devoted myself to your commandments. Some people think that the, that the Bible keeps you, it, 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 it locks you in where you can't do anything. No, no, no. The Bible sets you free. So that you can do the things that are good for you. It's, it's, it's the other things that are contrary to God. The things that lead you into bondage. That's why the word addicted is in our vocabulary. Because you start to be free, so you think, to do the things that make you addicted. And then addiction goes into another word. Think about these words. Addicted. Addicted means I, I have to do it. I'm compulsed to do it because you have a stronghold. Something is holding strongly onto you. And then you say words like this, and I, I got really wasted last night. I'm, I'm talking about myself. That's how I used to talk 28 years ago. I got really wasted because I was addicted to things. And then they, they talk about, and then you hook up. Forget marriage. We'll just hook up, right? And again, you're hooking up, and there's no commitment there. And truth tells us that for this cause, a man will leave his father and mother, and he will cleave to his wife, and the two will become one. And then you, and then you see all these addicted. It becomes a stronghold, and then you live wasted, and then you come to the place where you begin to hook up. And then you talk about things. And you know what? Last night, I'm really, I'm really hung over. Hung over. All of those things speak about not being free. The psalmist goes on to say in verse 46, I will speak to kings about your laws. I will not be ashamed. How I delight in your commands. How I love them. I honor and I love your commands. I meditate on your decrees. So the more of the word that you get into your life, the more truth you'll have in your life. And can, let me say something. You will be more free than you've ever been in your life. Because I'm going to tell you something. That Pastor James can do anything, anything that anyone else is doing. Every child of God, you can do anything we choose not to so that we don't destroy our lives or the lives of those around us. Amen? Amen. That's all about love, beloved. 
That's all about love. Here, here's the second key to unlocking the potential of God, of God's word in your life. God's power is available to you every day. Every day. His power is available to you every day. And, and say this to the one that's next to you right now. So you can overcome. Say it to someone. So you can overcome. Overcome what? Whatever is dragging you down. Whatever is dragging you down. Whatever is keeping you from becoming all that God has set for you to become. See, God has a plan for your life. And that plan is good. And that plan is to prosper you with peace and joy and love and faithfulness and long-suffering. And God's word is the remedy. He's, it's a remedy for, for if you have any one of these things. If you have a defeated life, God's word is a remedy. Because we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. If you have a compromised life, if you live your life compromised all the time and everything, and you give in, God's word is what's going to help you to overcome the things that are trying to drag you down. If your life is a depressed life, if you're living in depression, it is God's word, God's truth that will say that you have purpose in your life. And God's purpose for you is good. If you have a life of hurt where you've been hurt by people and you've been walked on and used and abused throughout your life, God's word is one that tells us that he will never abandon you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll stay true no matter what we go through. If your life is one of, of habitual sin where you have habits that, that keep you bound, it is God's word that will change your life. I'm telling you right now, the more of God's word that you get into your life, the more victory you will have in your life. The more power that you will have in your life. See, let me tell you, self-medication, when you self-medicate, your mind, it's a trigger that says that helps you. That's what helps you. I, I've met with leaders, church leaders, that, 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 that have, you know, said, you know, do you want, you want a drink or you want that? I said, Dude, I've drank enough for both of us before I came to Jesus. I'm not telling you not to drink. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying anything that self-medicates you, your mind will, you'll have a trigger that says that's going to be your help. That's what's going to help you. Let me say this. This needs to be more powerful in your life than anything else. Than anything else. The psalmist, verse 49, he keeps on going, remember your promise to me because it's my only hope. Remember your promise to me. It's my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. There is power in the promises of God. When, when, Art, when Art was worshiping and praising and, 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 he said, and he said to us before he finished out that, that set, he says, all authority that God has given us in Christ is real and true. We have authority. We have power because of the promises of God. When you feel like you're going to die... And I've been there. When you have so much weight on you, 
and your life is full of pressure, you feel you're going to die. When you feel like you want to die. I know no one in this service has ever had a suicidal thought. Or on online campus. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I was going to say that second service struggles with that, but I'm not even going to say that. Here's the reality is there's a devil that wants to put thoughts in you. To say end it and everything will be better. When, when you feel like you want to die, his promises bring us back to life and, the, and they comfort us through the troubles and difficulties that we're facing. When you're at the lowest of lows in your life, you need to hear the voice of God louder than every other voice around you. That's what saved Job. Because his friends came. And you know, have you ever had friends? They come alongside of you. We need friends. But friends in Job's life, they were friends and they said, Job, we're here for you. We're going to comfort you. But after a while, they said, hey, maybe it's something you did. You ever had someone tell you that? Maybe it's the way that you're living. Maybe it's the choices that you've made. Can I tell you, sometimes we, we, we need to silence all the other voices. And we need to hear the voice of truth. But one of the things that will keep us from accepting God's word in our lives is pride. Pride will keep God at bay. He'll keep the work of God in, in, your, in your life at bay because you know what? You got it together. You, 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 you might want your self-medication more than anything else. You might, because we default to what we're used to. And, and, and sometimes we're comfortable in chaos. Here's an important word. The Lord gave me this when we were in, in our prayer in el elders meeting. Just spoke this to me. Do not ever let chaos become normal in your life. Do not let chaos become normal in your life because that's what happens when sin runs rapid in your life. And let me tell you what will keep God at a distance because God's never going to violate your, your free will. What will keep God at a distance is your pride thinking that you can handle things. Verse 51, the proud hold me in utter contempt, but I do not turn away from your instructions. The, the, the proud will say, what, what do you mean, God? What are you reading that book? It's so dated. I mean, we're 2021. Come on. We do things different in 2021. No, actually, we do the same things that we, they did back in. Have you read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? Doing the same things. Doing the same things that were going on in the days of Noah. With the same things. It's no, no different. Maybe a different hairstyle. Maybe not. But the pride will keep us. From the things that God wants to do in our life. And, and, and here, here's verse 42. I meditate on your age-old. God just confirmed it. I meditate on your age-old regulations. Oh, Lord, they comfort me. In other words, they're proven. God's word is proven. I become furious with the wicked because they reject your instructions. How many of you know it's okay to get mad and do not sin? Right? It's okay for us to get mad with, with things that are contrary to God, that are contrary to his word. There's an enemy of your soul, and he uses people to distort truth, to take you away from God, to keep you from seeking God. 
Who are the people in your corner? Are, are these people encouraging you to live a life for God? Or are these people encouraging you to live a life opposite of God's word? And there's an easy way to tell if you have the right people in your corner. Do you wake up the next day with regrets or do you wake up blessed and encouraged? If you wake up blessed and encouraged, you have the right people in your life. If you wake up the next day with regrets, you need to move on to other people that are going to be there for you for the purposes of God. Amen? Here's what happened to me. I lost everybody when I gave my life to Jesus. Every friend that I thought was my friend, they, 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 they were like flies or roaches. I don't, I don't know what to say because I started following God. But here's, here's the reality. Because I held on to, to God, all those friends, the majority of them have come back and said, I need what you have. They need what you have. Verse 44, your decrees have been the theme of my songs wherever I have lived. It's funny because when we have, we have prayer at, at 6 a.m. on Tuesdays, and so thank you, Lord, for giving me that because we have prayer and and. and it's, it's, it's amazing how people that are, that are praying in, in, our, in our circle and then on Zoom, some people will start to sing. Can I be honest? <laughs> and sometimes I'll say, oh, my goodness, let me sing. But it's because the Lord's giving them a song. And the, Lord, the, the, the word of truth does that. He, he gives us a song. How many of you know that there's, there is power in a song? A song can take you back, and a song can, take, can move you forward. A, a, a song, a song can, can have you stuck. Did you know that? We're, we're stuck in a, in, a, in a situation, a circumstance, and you're, it's like a, you're, that record player has a skip. We used to have record players. And, and, when, and when it had a, a, a scratch, you know, wait, 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 wait. When it had a scratch, it would skip. Sometimes we, got, we need to let, let the song of God begin to fill us, Right? Verse 55, I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord, therefore I obey your instructions. This is how I spend my life, obeying your commandments. So, so this is so powerful. My question is, what do you contemplate at night? What do you think about? What do you meditate on? Here's a secret right here for an obedient and fulfilled life in Christ. That if you reflect on who God is every night and who you are in Christ, it will change your night and your morning. What we practice at night will be what we will wake up to in the morning. Are you with me? 
And all of us fall short. Believe me, the Lord, oh boy, he does major work on, on, on PJ because we all fall short. And we understand that we cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? But he's there for us. Here, here's the last, the last key. The third key to unlocking the potential of God's word is transforming your behavior comes through internalizing God's truth. Tell your neighbor this. What you believe will dictate how you live. You know, you will live out what you believe. Verse 61, evil people try to drag me into sin. But I am firmly anchored to your instructions. Evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored to your word. And there will always be people in your life. There will always be influences in your life. And, and you will begin to act the, the way that people around you act. You have to use discernment. You have to use wisdom to choose which people you'll allow to influence your life. Man, I thank God. I thank God for the people that he's placed in my life. I thank God for the people that, that, that care enough about me to speak the things that I need to hear. And those, those people line everything up with the word of God. And it confirms the voice of God. And if you don't have a person in your life that's, that's speaking those positivities into your life, Today we're going to pray that God will bring someone. He's, he's, he or she is there. Amen? Verse 62, I rise at midnight to thank you for your just regulations. And I was wondering why I was waking up at midnight. Now, Lord, thank you for, for showing me. Can I make it a quick thank you, Lord? Verse 63, I am a friend to anyone who fears you, anyone who obeys your commandments. And, and, and I put down here, you can be friendly to everyone, but you pick your friends wisely. Amen? You pick the people in your life that are, that are actually going to be the ones that you call friends. Verse 64, O oh Lord, your, dealing, your, your, your unfailing love fills the earth. Teach me your decrees. When you're in his word, he gives you a lens to see the love of God all around you. Here, this is beautiful right here. I got a text this message. I mean, I got a text this message. I got a text message this morning from someone in Phoenix that we've we've uh, we've come into contact, and he sent me this text about seven in the morning. Happy Father Father's Day, sir, and uh, just a blessing, you know, to me. When 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 God's word begins to permeate your life, you can see His love all around you. And you get out of this negative mindset. Amen? Verse 65. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. And God wants to do that. He wants to teach us how to have good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. But now I closely follow your word. 
God disciplines those he loves. He doesn't want us to wander off. Amen? Maybe, maybe the things that you've gone through, maybe the difficulty that you've gone through, God has allowed because he wants you to see how your life is without him. Amen? Verse 68, you are good and do only good. Teach me your decrees. And people are notorious for trying to blame a good God for what a sinful world and our own foolish mistakes accomplish in our lives. We blame God. Have you ever been there? You, you blame God. Why is this happening to me? It's not God. It's people's mistakes. It's the enemy of our souls trying to work, trying to keep us away from God. But God is always good. And the more of this that we take in, the more that we will filter out the filth and the hate and the bitterness that is all around our world. Let me tell you something. The remedy for this racial stuff that's going on in our world, that's, that's not new, by the way. Can I tell you something? The racial, the racial animosity is not new. But the remedy is not a law. The remedy is not a day. The remedy is Jesus. Because with Jesus, you don't see color. With God, you don't see ethnicity. With God, you don't even see social class. Did you know that? What you see is the transforming power of the Almighty God. You know what I love seeing here? I, I love seeing white and brown, and white and brown and brown. And where's the brother at? We need a brother. Amen? That's what you... Verse 69. Arrogant people smear me with lies. But in truth, I obey your commandments with all of my heart. There's been people talking about you. There's been people that, that have been smearing your name all over town. You need to know that it's not important what people say. It's important what God says about you. Their hearts are dull and estupido. That's the word of God. I know that, you know, some of you young people are going to say, man, that's stupid, right? That's what the word of God says, right? But in truth, he said, but, but I delight in your instructions. Have you heard, have you, have you heard the adage, uh, or I'm sorry, the, 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 the word that, or the saying, sorry, that insanity is doing the same things over and over and believing you're going to get a different result. That's insanity. But here, here's the thing. You need to change the direction you're going if it's going away from God and let God's word begin to guide you with truth. Verse 72, your instructions, I'm going to end with this. Your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. Wake up, America. Wake up. We don't need more money. We need more God. Hear, hear me now. Look, look how the devil works. I speak this to anybody. 
You don't need more free money. You need more God to set you free. God is the answer. God is the answer. Jesus is the anchor. Dads, you should walk with your head up high. You should walk with your head up high as a follower of Jesus Christ. And don't let the devil take that from you. Every child of God in here, when you leave here this morning, I want you to leave knowing that there's love in the word of God. There's power in the word of God. And there's transformation in the word of God. You're not a failure, but God has great things for your life. You're special. You're special. Let's pray. <clears throat> if you're watching online or you're here in person, I'd never want to end a service without giving everyone an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. It's where your life starts. It's where purpose is found. It's where true hope is anchored. And all of us have made our share of mistakes. But there's one who wants to restore us and give us a life that we could never have with, without him. And so if you're here or you're listening or you're watching, I want to lead you in a prayer so you can say yes to Jesus. The prayer is simple. God, I am tired of trying to do life on my own. Today I admit that I am a sinner and that I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. I believe that Jesus went to the cross and died for all of my sins past sins, the sins of my present, and even the sins of my future. I believe that he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would. And so today, I choose to follow him. I confess him as my Lord and Savior and put my complete faith in him. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I just want for you to just raise your hand and say, that's me. I prayed that prayer. Amen. Amen. See those beautiful hands right there. It's the greatest thing we could ever do. You prayed that prayer online, put a comment there. Say, I said yes to Jesus. Greatest thing that you could ever do. Today, your eternity starts. Did a memorial service yesterday. And about 25 people gave their life to Jesus. It was amazing to see that. So God is on the move. In life or in death, he's our anchor. Amen. Let's stand up and worship our King.
bless you. Have an awesome weekend. Happy Father's Day. <laughs>